Hey guys, and welcome to the Bro Wrestling Show. With me as always is Logan. Bonsoir. And we have a lot to talk about again. (laughs) I think this is going to be a recurring theme while the G1 is happening. Yeah, it's going to be a thing until it's not. (laughs) And I actually just realized we just went over all the stuff that we're going to talk about. I completely forgot about the Evolve show. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> and um, I don't know if you're referring to forgetting about talking about it when we were talking about what to go over. I meant I kind of forgot to watch it. <laughs> I forgot both. Yeah. I okay, just cool. remembered All that right. it was even a thing. Um, okay. So um, there's nothing to do except for, I guess, just pick a place and start. So... We will go with uh, AEW's Fight for the Fallen to, to kick things off. Yep. Um, did you decide to give the pre-show another chance? No, I learned my lesson. So, um, I didn't watch it either, but uh, people said that uh, B. Priestley... And uh, Shoko Nakajima versus mm-hmm. Britt Baker and Riho mm-hmm. was the best match from a pre-show yet. Okay. Um, I'd say I'd go back and watch it, but uh, yeah. I know um, Britt Baker got uh, uh, knocked loopy a little bit. So knowing that happens, I, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Yeah, she, uh, I think, she, if anything, it will give me, like, uh, what, it's like a motivation to watch the next one. Yeah, they kind of do that, where, like, you decide, okay, well, I can skip this, and then something happens, and it's like, well, crap. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't, I mean, have... given all of the stuff that there was to watch, I definitely, I didn't feel bad skipping to watch anything this last weekend. Yeah, I when there's, yeah, with like the family vacation happening over this weekend, and then trying to record early this week and mm-hmm. everything, I just kind of like if we hadn't gone until Friday, we'd have two more days of G one to cover. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just kind of ran out of, I just ran out of time. Yeah, 
Um, so we'll start off with MJF, Sean Spears, and Sammy Guevara uh, versus Joey Janela, Darby Allen, and Jimmy Havoc. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like how they addressed the uh, elephant in the room, although the elephant was like their own doing because they make the matches, and that's how um, Sean Spears was going to gel with his own team. And he was not only did he get the cold shoulder from MJF, he kind of got the cold shoulder just from his team. He was kind of like the odd man out within his own team. Um, to which I appreciated that. Is that what you appreciated? (laughs) Uh, yes. Um, well done. Um, yeah, I don't know if this was, uh, thinking about every match that took place on the card. This was probably the, mm, I mean, maybe there were some other matches that could have opened it, but. No, nah, I liked this one. Um, the crowd really loved them some uh, Darby Allen. So nice to see he wasn't completely forgotten and overshadowed because of the Spears stuff. Um, and I like that they kind of worked that into uh, the story here is uh, even though Spears didn't do anything directly to Darby Allen, he just went like toe to toe with one of the biggest names in the promotion. Um, and the thing that everybody's talking about afterwards was a chair shot. So like that they, like they worked that into like, it seemed like they, they tried to like draw a thread between everybody and why they didn't like Sean Spears. And, (laughs) um, one of the random takeaways from this, because it's never a thought I would have had, um, during his time in the WWE, but like, uh, Working with smaller guys, uh, Sean Spears looked big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that same thing. He was like the biggest guy in the match, wasn't he? Yeah, I was like, good God. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't mind this match. I, I thought it was good that they had yeah. Spears like win it and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he was thought, the odd man. Um, I don't know if it's because, like, secretly we all like the guy, um, or at least like the shtick, um, or, like, he was kind of sympathetic because, you know, he's got the legitimate beef with uh, Sean Spears, but um, I thought this was a good uh, coming out party as far as, like, heel work goes for Sammy Guevara, who I think our only other exposure has been, like, Kind of a iffy bocce pre-show match um, at Double or Nothing, I think was the one that he had that match. Um, with like a botched 630 or something like that. Um, but no, I think he had some some good stuff. Um, and I mean, I like that everybody kind of got their like their time to shine. Uh it's it's weird that they're they're positioning Spears as like kind of this like heel extraordinaire almost. But it is kind I'm of I'm not weird. I'm not hating it. Yeah, it's I don't know. It it's weird that like he came off as the heel in a match with MJF. MJF. <laughs> I did like the MJF uh 
uh, Ty Dillinger spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he kind of did like the cartwheel thing and then he put up like the ten fingers. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was fun. Mm-hmm. Good match, good open. Yeah. Yeah, and the not only other one. Long. No, no. Thirteen minutes, according to the ever reliable Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah. Um, up next we had Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. Were you kind of surprised they put Brandy over when she might be the worst female uh, wrestler on yeah. the roster? Yeah, I mean, I'm this match. I found just kind of confounding. And it really made me wish uh, this was probably the, the would have been the the main reason why I was sort of uh, regretful for missing the uh, the pre-show because uh, that would have given me uh, the like watchable women's match on the card. Uh, but I mean, the Kong thing was a surprise. It's only gonna. Like the novelty is soon going to wear off that every time we see Brandy, we see an awesome Kong. Um, but like at this point in time, it's still kind of cool to see Kong, even if she didn't necessarily really do a whole lot. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very like they have like all the announcers like put over how great this sit down with Brandy was. They even show kind of a condensed version. Um, and then they have her come out and just completely heal it up. Um, and I'm sure that was by design, but I'm not sure what the design was. I don't know if it was supposed to make her like garner more heat. Like, oh, look how like sense or how like uh, sympathetic we should be towards her. Actually, just kidding. We shouldn't. Um, that makes me more mad. Um because for me, it just had a like, wait, what's going on here? Where are we? I, at, for me, it was like it took like the first couple moments of the match, which I should have been taking trying to get into the match and trying to figure out it was spent on like figuring out what's going on with Brandy Rhodes here. You know, um, I mean, the match itself was probably fine, <laughs> uh, but. I don't know. It was definitely a low point, I think, for the show. Yeah, it was. It it a hundred percent was. I, I do mean, like the uh, the clash of the Kongs stuff they set up there at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably the most, <laughs> the biggest takeaway from the match is not necessarily anything uh, that that came from the match, but. I don't know, and I don't know if that'll be a one-on-one or if that'll be a tag with these people, uh, you know, Brandy and Kong, and then Ali and Aja. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but that was that was cool. Yeah, this <laughs> it's pretty sad when like the post-match, whatever, mm-hmm. like kind of outshines. Mm-hmm. But. Whatever. Yeah. Every every show has to have a low point. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I did appreciate is I don't know if this has ever been touched on anywhere else, but it always kind of bugged me that. Uh, um, I mean, not with her specifically, but her. She's certainly on the list 
is um, people of like smaller stature using the spear as either like a finish or like a signature move. It's like, you know what? It was like fine when Edge did it. He had a certain like pageantry of it, but like Edge wasn't got, a small guy though. Right. I mean, he was like a like a leader guy. Um, right. But like you know, we think of like Goldberg, Roman, Lashley. Like it's it's best utilized when it's like a big dude. I feel like um, Edge isn't that and, much smaller than Roman Reigns, though. Not the point. <laughs> I mean, Johnny Gargano so then throw Edge one. in there. It's used by like you're either like six foot four or bigger, or you're like two hundred seventy pounds and heavier, and right. you use the move. There's kind of been like, there's been a lot of like. I know like Gargano uses like a slingshot spear and that's uh, uh, Gargano's fine. But like, I don't know. There's like this string of like small guys using the spear and it's, I'm not super into it. However, um, so it did always kind of bug me when, you know, it was like, Oh, Brandy Rhodes, another like smaller person who's like, even she's even like not, I mean, I don't think she's like necessarily a small person, in the like women's division, but she's certainly not like a big person. <laughs> um, and so it's just like, Oh, here we go again. Somebody just using the spear because the move itself is over. I get it. But it like, I think that bothers me that I like get it. Um, but then they went to the trouble of saying because of like a repaired, uh, collarbone, she's got like a steel plate or something in there. So they're, they're rehashing that old Lex Luger, gimmick where it's he's got like this i think it was a forearm or something yeah, it was his um, forearm the the clothesline yeah so we like he had a steel plate in his arm or i guess probably still does and so that move was like it was almost like getting walloped with like a piece of steel um and so they carried that over here and now it's like oh okay so the past couple of years of her using the spear uh, i don't know if it had ever been touched on before but here it is now and i'm um, fine with it now yeah except i didn't like watching her spear a six foot five you know 250 pound man and it being effective no she shouldn't be used in cody matches <laughs> but that's fine that's fine um next we have the dark order versus Jack Evans and Angelico versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And mm -hmm. the winners of this match advance to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round bye at, in the AEW Tag Team Title Tournament. A lot of words there. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, how do you feel about the Dark Order after this match? Um, I'm still not into it. This was their best appearance so far. Um, I don't know. I think maybe they got off on, on too much of a wrong foot, <laughs> um, and are like still playing catch up. Uh, I've got my issues, but how about you? Answer your your own question there that you posed. How are you feeling about the Dark Order? Um, I don't remember their names individually. I liked the smaller guy. I didn't like the bigger guy. 
If the smaller Stu guy Grayson was a... and Evil Uno. Okay. Well, what did you say the smaller guy's name was? He is Stu Grayson. So Stu Grayson, I would like as a singles competitor. Mm-hmm. I don't care for the big guy. I don't care if he can do flips and stuff like that. I think it was overdone well, the problem in this is match, especially. He's like it was, yeah. It he was fine like when he was in there with like uh, Angelico or Evans or Jungle Boy, but like that brief moment when Luchasaurus was in the ring with him, it's like he's not even big. <laughs> right. Well, Luchasaurus is like six eight. Right, but like, and like I actually in shape, he's not like a slob. Yeah, that's the problem. And then also another thing that bugs me. Um, feel bad for this guy because he uh, he's like a perfectly fine, capable wrestler, and it's I think part of it is this lousy gimmick. He's 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 got like the uh, um, they're doing all this like extra stuff with him. Like he's got the the goons, and they have the like lights out, you know, like gimmick with them. Um, and you think about like what we've kind of been conditioned. It's your, you know, um, Sting, Bray Wyatt, Undertaker. Um, he's they he's got a little bit of that to his presentation, and it's like those guys have all been like serious and like of a certain caliber um, on the card, and all that is like fine if they want to steal some of that to try to you know like add some extra stuff to this guy. But then, like, um, once the match starts, um, this, like, really bugged me. This bugged me to the match where, to the point where I don't think I appreciated the match as much as I should. Um, once the match starts, he's, like, a goof. Like, he's, <laughs> he, he's, like, doing all these, like, gestures and, like, antics. And it's, like, I don't know. Like, it, it it bugged me more than it probably should have, but it's like he's. You, I don't think you can't get the like, the extra like supernatural stuff. You can't have the like throne of like actual people and this like uh, army of goons and the like. Oh, you know the the lights go out and they come back on and we attack people and um, and then also like, I don't know. Uh, be like a I mean, this is going to be extreme but like and, and then be like a comic kind of comedic wrestler it's i don't know i don't know i'm not into it i don't they're like trying so I, I appreciate the effort i of course appreciate effort but um not into it i'm not into this group and i'm worried that we're too far down um and my chips are on the table that even if it is actually good uh uh, I'm uh, too far into not liking them. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This has been kind of the, now that we have like a couple shows going, this is kind of like, there's things that I've liked less or been interested in less, but this is probably the thing that they have put the most effort into that I actively dislike. <laughs> Yeah, because uh, at least even the librarian stuff. If you're not into it, if you skip the pre-shows, you would be saying what librarian stuff, right? Um, so I think the the biggest positive they brought to this show 
was um, the fact that Jericho could dress up as one of the goons later. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's my there's my Dark Order rant. <laughs> so beyond the Dark Order, uh, I how think did you if they had been, been brought in as like a less serious act. I think it'd be fine. I think I'd even be like fans of them and singing their praises. I just, I don't like that. It was like, they're supposed to be this like serious threat. And then they're kind of goobers in the ring. Yeah. That's, that's a weird like dynamic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than them, how did you feel about the match though? I wish it was just a Helico Evans and boy and his dinosaur. But I think yeah, those guys got over, and well, they were already um, over. That was the right. Biggest you know thing I mean? Working they against were, them, they felt like the that was like kind of the team that the crowd got behind. Yeah, I'd like to see more of them. And then I, I thought, um, I mean, this was probably the point, but I thought uh, the stuff we did get from Angelico and Evans was a little bit diluted to what we could have got out of them. And I think a lot of that was having to shoehorn the dark order in. Um, so, and making uh, them so prominent. Yeah. yeah. So I'd like to see more and Helico and Evans and yeah. I don't know. Uh, all right. So hangman page versus Kip Sabian. This was a this was a good match. Um, I'm curious why they thought uh, their potential uh, champion needed to go toe to toe with a with all due respect to Mister Sabian uh, needed to go toe to toe with like a mid Carter. <laughs> That's putting it gently. I was going to say a bottom of the card guy, but. I mean, it's. I get like you. You want like parity to a point. Like you want your roster to be like. Listen, there's not a ton separating the lower card from the top of the card. Like all these guys can go. All these guys are great. Um, but I, I think you. You also want your like top guys to feel like top guys. And when we had however long of the show, I think it was our single longest. Um, like individual conversation last week when you have like the debate out there of is Adam Page enough of a star? I don't know. You should maybe treat him like more of a star. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, don't I know, hate man. that this is like the thread now. This is the narrative with Adam Page because I feel like it. It shouldn't be. I feel like it should be more of a. Yeah, he's a star. What do you mean? Yeah, it's kind of. He's not doing anything wrong, but no. it's just something <laughs> He's you, not. you don't care about. Mm-hmm. And yeah, maybe it's just the matchups he's being put in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, but he's still putting on like good matches. You can't just bring him out. Yeah. Like, cause they don't have a TV deal. So you don't get to have like a buildup. So you kind of mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. put him with guys that he can yeah. beat, but that, maybe right. he shouldn't be competitive with. Mm-hmm. So 
like uh, a Shima or something like that would have been pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. Did I mean, Kenny I didn't Omega... have an issue with that. Shima took, as we'll discuss in a little bit, he like kind of pushed Omega to the limits, and I didn't. Nothing. I, nothing really felt. I think it was also because they they teased the uh, time limit draw again, and it's like okay, it's been like you did that on the last show, and kind of the same sort of setup where you have one of your like tent pole guys, your like flagship guys uh, up against kind of a up and coming like relative unknown. You know, this is like exactly what they did with uh, Cody and Darby Allen on the last show. And it's like, not only is it rehashed, but it's like uh, Adam page isn't the guy that needs to be, you don't need to be teasing time limit draws for the guy that you're trying to convince everyone could what, be your first champion. I think they're trying to establish like too many things at the same time. They're yeah. they're trying to get these lesser known guys, Kip Sabian, Darby Allen, known. And they're also mm-hmm. trying to establish the fact that they have quote unquote rules, unlike that other mm-hmm. promotion up north. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I think that sort of stuff is fine, but this the- right here should have just been about Adam page. Sometimes you have to like, you have to treat your stars like stars and like there has to be some sort of like pecking order and hierarchy. And it's, it's novel concepts to, you know, try to accomplish so much and like be fair and just and balanced and whatever. But I think you, they need to start prioritizing things a little better and this just should have been a complete adam page showcase um that being said do you remember the year that the patriots went undefeated and how many uh good games they had against bad teams it was like exclusively good games against bad teams yeah like everybody (laughs) that they should have been competitive with they just kind of destroyed but the Mm -hmm. ravens almost beat them yeah Right, I think so, the, the Eagles almost beat them. The Giants almost beat them, and then did beat them. I know they're the champions of that year, but they were nine and seven. So, right. anyway, this isn't the bro football show. No, but it's a very similar. <laughs> it could be viewed as a similar situation. Like, they, yeah, it is. He that showed was, up. No, because... that was a good point. I was directing that more at myself for. <laughs> Right. <laughs> taking uh, what was just going to be a quick observation from you and starting to dissect and break it down myself. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I like that he's, if you like, just look at on paper what he's accomplished, he's 3-0, and plus um, he came out on top with like his music playing um, in the like belt introduction segment so he, he kind of got like two check marks on that first show um and then has just you know he's won every match he's been in um so he's they're not he hasn't done anything wrong it's more just i don't know and I, I don't i guess there isn't another there's not another stop before all out right i don't think this so was it yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm curious uh, what their uh, 
how they're going to build this thing without a TV show and now without any other shows. Like I, I their next biggest, their next biggest outlet is uh, a YouTube channel. Right. So. Do you know what I think bothers me the most about Hangman Page? What's that? His blood is purple. Yeah. <laughs> his uh, his blood, his definite blood. Thanks, Jericho, for pointing out the blood on your hand and it looking like a pen exploded in your pocket. Yep. Uh, so, Pentagon. Yeah, I guess we talk about aftermath stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good segue. Yeah. So one of the creepers is that what they were being branded as the goons the putties yeah i guess the creepers like the Power um, Ranger i think reference. anybody that was initially fooled for more than a second shame on you um but yeah so jericho appears in the ring or a creeper appears in the ring um and i don't know if it's just because i'm like a Jericho mark where I was like, Oh, those, those are Jericho's eyes. And like, that's his like shade of hair sticking out of the back. Um, I'm like, I, I'm okay. I'm like way too into Jericho. If I can pick the guy out from his, like his eye hue and, uh, hair color. Well, I think everybody um, just kind of expected it. Plus, but then just using like sense and logic, you could have, like, Oh, why does this one anyway? have? Even if sleeves. the guy had contacts in and like a wig on under the mask. Well, it was kind of uh, like, why does this one creeper have long sleeves? Right. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I, I kind of wish he had like appeared as the creeper and then like demasked and attacked him because it was kind of like, oh, who's that? Oh, it's obviously Jericho. And then like did the entire attack. And then, like, they try to do this dramatic unmasking. And it's like, why is Jericho taking so long to take his mask off? <laughs> it was, like, the thought that I and I assume everyone else watching had. When I know internally he's like, ha-ha, I've got him bamboozled. They're, they're not going to know. Even down to, like, the slow dramatic, like, he, like, stopped, like, halfway up his face. And it was like, they still don't know. I'm working them. I... I gotta say too, like somehow more clothing is less flattering to Jericho's physique. <laughs> he looks <I> frumpy. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, like his face looked fat. Yeah. Like he's. I don't. A lot of people have been talking about how good a shape he's in right now, and I'm like, this is the worst he's ever looked. This is the worst he's ever looked, and honestly, that's fine. He's like fifty, but like, he's like, yeah. Shane don't try McMahon. to don't try to tell me he's in good shape. He's he's in perfectly fine shape for like a man his age, but <laughs> don't tell me he's in the best shape he's ever been in. And another thing that bothered me is why he didn't just like do his talking segment right then. Yeah, that 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 bugged me too. Um, did, did we really there was have to the plug? moment when like he was just kind of like last man standing here, and it's like, all right, so grab the microphone and start talking. No, you're leaving too. Okay. And then 
I'm like, are they just trying to plug his music so he can play his crappy theme song and, mm-hmm. he, or he has to have his like special in- entrance? Like, I could see that being a thing because he does yeah. kind of come off as like a prima donna a little bit. It's like, mm-hmm. oh well, if I'm gonna do this, I have to do this, this, and this too. You know, okay, whatever. That makes sense, sort of. Enough sense. Yeah, I don't know. Think, there's a lot of things about Jericho that kind of annoy me. Mm-hmm. Well, at um, least right now, that's supposed to be the point, or at least can feed into the point. Yeah, but if you didn't believe it was like actually his like real personality, like listening to him on like his podcasts or like real life interviews, well, like, there's your first mistake. You kind of get this. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah. There's a there's a there's a feeling around him whenever he mm-hmm. talks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, well, we'll talk about it later. But Kenny Omega, whenever he isn't just wrestling, but we'll we'll talk about that later too. Okay. Um, up next we had Pentagon Junior and Phoenix, aka the Lucha Bros versus. Mm-hmm. SCU, uh, Scorpio Sky, and Frankie Kazarian with Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. This was maybe it didn't have it as far as like quality goes. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't I actually haven't checked the grapple scores on this one. Um, but this was definitely the most fun I had watching a match on this entire card. Um, yeah, I really liked this match too. It's just like the, the, the Lucha brothers are just like, they're like crazy over mm-hmm. the Sarah Miedo stuff is like, it's like astounding. It's, it's like kind of cool to see that they're like, they've got at least two tag teams that are like of star quality. Like I, I kind of think if they keep clashing them together i kind of think there's there's potential here for uh like lucha brothers and young bucks to uh dethrone the almighty usos and new day as <laughs> my like favorite thing in wrestling from this decade yeah. um but they'll need to have about seven or eight more matches to get on that level so well it's kind of looking like they might yeah i mean they did have the uh the six man they had the the one on one or the two on two, I suppose, is more apt. And then they had the six man, and then one would have to assume. Well, I guess you don't have to assume, but there's room for them to um, collide somewhere with this like tag division. And then they the post match stuff we got here, they're going to be having a ladder match at All Out. So I, it sounds like they might not even be in the tournament together or at all. And I don't think they need to be. This gives us an opportunity it, to see them with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think the ladder match is for the, uh, the AAA, right? Is that what it is? I think so. Or the AAA. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, the match itself was... I don't know. It was good. I liked the uh, even the stuff that like 
shouldn't necessarily be like a highlight of the match. Uh, you know, Pentagon did his like dramatically taking the glove off to do his taunt and like flicking it at the ref and the ref didn't catch it. So they just like read it the spot and it got like a huge pop. Um, I love that the ref uh, got booed for it too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, I don't know. They're a lot of fun. I was a little bit worried uh, when they started doing all those like dives to the outside. It's like, there's not a lot of room around the ring. Something Somebody's bad can happen. Die. Somebody's going to die. <laughs> don't yeah, book but... Kota Ibushi in this promotion Jesus not when they're at a convention center yeah that's another thing um, that was a that was is, a weird looking layout it was I was con- so I was concerned uh, how it was going to look because it's at a it's at an amphitheater this is mm-hmm. like if they if they did the show at like Red Hat or Walnut Creek um, like how I, I couldn't picture it um and then once they did it i'm like this actually isn't half bad this shouldn't be what they normally look for um but like given that this was where it was going to happen um i think they did a good job it, i like that they built um the like entranceway and the stage into the part where there weren't going to be any people um, and then they had the two entryways. I don't know. I thought it was going to be like weird looking, like when TNA did those uh, like baseball stadium shows. Um, I don't even know if it was TNA or Impact or when they were like Global Force, but uh, they booked like minor league baseball stadiums. And it was like, okay, that's, I get the like seating capacity, but then also like. I don't know. It's like a weird layout, but now kudos to the production team, a production team that mind you is still like finding their way and learning and they're going through some, some growing pains, but uh, kudos to them for uh, I think optimizing the, the venue. I thought I was really impressed by it. Yeah. Um, But the match itself, like it was just a ton of fun. Um, the, I like that. Um, I think, uh, uh, one of the, the gripes some people had with the match is just how much Christopher Daniels got to do, um, with little repercussion, you know, he did get tossed, but, um, I don't know. I kind of like, I like that the refs are like, I don't know if they've outright said it, but they have the, like, the leniency of like the new Japan officials mm-hmm. where it's like there are rules and you know, they're to be enforced, but like that would have happened like five minutes into a match. And, you know, logically um, this was like, you know, it was third from the top. It's got the Lucha brothers who are one of the biggest acts. SCU is one of the most popular acts. Um, you could see the logic of the ref that's like this match just got started it's one that everybody's looking forward to it'd be a real like bummer if it got thrown out just because a guy hit one move Um, so my solution is match continues but he's thrown out Um, and it's like so I like that they they have like leniency in the refs they're not just like schmucks out there Um, because like at the end we're like we're supposed to like um, you know, refs are kind of like, uh, 
they always say if you don't notice them, they're doing a great job, um, which I agree with that. But then you don't you also don't want them to be like these robotic, like personalityless characters. Um, I'm not saying give the refs characters, but it's I like that they there is like some gray area and how they can um, act. Yeah, you know. But yeah, lots of dives, lots of uh, other fun stuff. Um, I don't know. Fun match. How do you feel about the uh, Lucha Brothers finisher? Oh yeah, I was just about to say I love that finish. Do you kind of feel like they're eventually going to kill somebody? Yeah. uh, Well, I don't know if they're going to kill somebody, but. So I could see somebody getting hurt and then that'll be the end of that. So hopefully they have a couple finishers they can, they can use, but I thought it was brutal. And, you know, I'm never going to, until somebody gets hurt, uh, I'm not going to be tired of seeing like pile drivers regularly. Not well, like think, in every match, but you know, the, well, the package pile driver is what, pentagon jr uses like when he was a singles competitor too mm-hmm. so i don't know that he has another he did have another one on um lucha underground he i know he does the uh the like arm the break arm breaking arm bar uh for lack of a better word well he had another um he had another like finishing move too and i just can't remember what it was now ah uh, excuse to go back and watch Lucha Underground, which I may or may not still be on Netflix. What's that? Uh, it's an excuse to go back and rewatch uh, Lucha Underground. Is that still on Netflix? That was the part uh, that I didn't catch. Oh, uh, may or may not be on Netflix. <laughs> and that's what I said. They because they stopped uh, after what, like they season won't... three? Yes. Or... Yeah. I don't know. I only got one season in anyway, so for me it would be just watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I liked all of that that I watched, but that's neither here nor there. Um, right. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Shima. This was, um, I mean, I guess depending on how you felt about the main um think this for me was probably my i talked about how much fun i thought lucha brothers and scu was i think this was probably the as far as like between the ropes and x's and o's the best match for my money um i don't know i liked that they uh because going into it it was like i thought this match was like everything that like page and sabian should have been it's like it's like a a, a star or like main event or a legitimate top of the card guy versus um, I mean Shima's not uh, or I should say Sabian isn't Shima you know he's a like multi-decade veteran and respected and uh, his industry and Sabian's kind of you know newer to it and but it's you know it's a main event guy versus a somewhere lower on the card guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, 
I don't know. They uh, like the way it was like presented. I, I think it was because it was like I like when you can actually sort of see the way a guy is performing. Um, I like that there's like you can kind of break it down and be like, oh, like, you know, kayfabe suspension of disbelief. This guy did actually come in with like a strategy. And like Shima's strategy was hit Kenny Omega with all of the knees that you can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it's like, you know, it's, we, uh, it, it adds like a level of like realism when it's like, oh, okay, this guy had like a game plan. He like, he like saw something that he thought he could, you know, carry into his match with Omega and he like pushed him to the, the limit. And it was like, there was like thought and logic to it. Whereas I felt like not to pick on Sabian too much but that match it was too much like a collection of moves rather than like you know uh, like I didn't believe that his character had like a, a plan in the match with Adam Page it felt like he was just winging it and um, I don't know like it's a very weird complaint I know because it's 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 like using something that wrestling isn't against it like it isn't this actual competition and guys don't actually have plans and strategies and like you know like you would in a real sport or even in something like ufc where you kind of go in and like you know i'm gonna like try to ground and pound the guy or um but while watching it it you know it is kind of presented like that so i like when you see like that every now and then. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This was, you know, Mega, not that he was ever in trouble um, of not feeling like a star, but Omega definitely still feels like the star of the promotion. Um, so I don't know. This match gets the, th- the thumbs up for me. Uh, it was one that I was kind of expecting not to not not to deliver but just like i was like oh like i'm not buying shima beating omega so like we're kind of just delaying the inevitable here and i found myself like very early on getting like into the match and enjoying all 22 and a half minutes of it (laughs) yeah i liked it a lot like I said, I I really like Kenny Omega in the ring, and mm-hmm. uh, Shima. This was like a completely different dynamic, um, and I think they were trying to kind of really blow that point home when they kept mentioning how Kenny Omega had never wrestled Mexico, mm-hmm. and this was like a style that he wasn't as familiar with, and that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, but, yeah, I liked it. Um, and the main event of the night, we had the Young Bucks versus Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts? Um, well, I think that this might get me in hot water with wrestling fans but 
for whatever the reason, and I, th- I think we'll just we'll try to work ourselves through that here in the next few minutes. Uh, this match never caught on with me, and uh, like I, I I kept waiting to feel like okay, here we go. Um, and that's not to say it was a bad match. It just didn't connect with me the way that some of these other matches did. And um, whether the problem was me or the problem was the match, doesn't matter. The problem is if there is like a disconnect between viewer and fan, and then that match goes, or between viewer and match, and the match goes over a half hour. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It was like I, I the feeling i had was uh i don't i don't don't know if it was just like how much wrestling was consumed over the weekend i mean this would have been like not at the end of the weekend so i don't think that was it but i don't know it was just kind of like uh how long is this match gonna go on (laughs) um i don't know it sounded like i really hated it and i didn't i just I, i guess i had it built to a certain point and it didn't hit those expectations which i think the fact that it did have such lofty expectations for me is uh a credit to the performers and um indicative of uh how i feel about them but i don't know i I don't know if it was like uh the i think my main issue was the story they tried to tell is um this is a different kind of style for the young bucks they had to um go a different route than they normally do to win their match you know they had to kind of like gut it out a little bit and that i like appreciate but at the end of the day i, I don't necessarily watch young bucks matches for the storytelling <laughs> you know yeah it did kind of drag a little bit and it was a weird mm-hmm. maybe it was the match in styles Mm-hmm. Or like how the styles went together, it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they tried to like force tension within the match, and yeah, I don't know. It it felt, I it, maybe it's just because we were looking forward to it, and like you said, it was in with all of this other wrestling this weekend too. Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. kind of burnout, but. I don't know. By the end of that day, when I was watching it, and I actually went back and rewatched like the last three matches on the show last night too. Oh, uh, like um, yeah. It 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 <clears throat> it didn't feel as important as it should have when it actually happened. Hmm. I, I did feel that way. I guess. Um. So not so much about the match, but the post-match stuff. Did that feel like awkward to you? It felt so awkward. Like they the, like, ran. Like the they mics were supposed were to say something hot, else. So like when uh, everyone started coming out, and like it sounded as if he said it right into the microphone, but like one of the bucks was like, "Ah, oh, I guess we're out of time." Or something like that. He, he was like, "No, no, right no! Uh, I guess we're out of time." Um, and it's like, uh, I don't know. And then everybody kept saying, like, uh, even though this isn't making it to air, I was like, "What am I watching?" Yeah, and <laughs> I was like, it, 
did they forget to cut the feed or because I was I would I didn't watch it live, you know, so I I don't know how this actually aired. I didn't know if maybe I was watching some sort of like special, uh, like they had the cameras rolling and like that this went up once it was all said and done, but like right. the actual live feed had already cut out. But yeah, I don't know. It was like not well. Not only was it like weird and awkward to watch, but it was also like, good God, this is like amateur hour, and it was. Like not a great time for the Bucks to have referenced the the company up north. They didn't say that. They said the other promotion. But like you like you you present that, you put it in everybody's minds. Oh yeah, like the other promotion, and then you have like you you kind of have like this bush league like uh, kind of hacky. Um, thing happen and it's like oh yeah you're right for all of its faults like this wouldn't have happened in the wwe well the other like there were times where like the commentary team kept losing their place again too Mm -hmm. like you got to get these guys on the same page yeah like this you can't do this on a pay-per-view that costs 50 dollars right you can't do this on tnt or they're gonna Mm -hmm. be like hey we're shutting you down because you look stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I get that it was, like, a free, like, a free thing, and it was, like, for charity and, like, all this other stuff. But then, like, the... All that was weird. The Kenny Omega stuff, like, was awkward. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I was going earlier, is, like, the more I hear Kenny Omega, like, talk to the audience... This guy can't be anything other than a heel. <laughs> I thought his like his shtick was kind of like this is like lame and corny, but like his when he had the actual like um I thought he did fine doing the actual like PR stuff, the like, you know, um all this stuff is going towards like this cause and you know, thank you for coming out and supporting us and supporting this. Like that was fine, but like when he like riffed and tried to do like jokey stuff, like the 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 like the boing, which I get. It's the given the nature of the show, he couldn't like <laughs> have stuck out like a handgun and like shot the crowd and said bang or whatever, you know. Given it was a an event for like. Uh, Gun violence survivors. Gun violence, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Did Did Hangman come out doing like the handgun thing too? Yeah, I think so. I think he did. Did it I a could, couple times. I didn't realize any of this. No, I, but with Omega, what I was talking more about was like the way he sounds, like the way he talks. He sounds condescending. Oh, I mean, I think that's just his like, like kind of soft spoken. But it it doesn't sound soft spoken though. Like he sounds like he kind of sounds like a douchebag. <laughs> like when he talks, like even when he's trying to be nice, like he just sounds like a douche. And like I don't like saying that, and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like something about it where it would work really well for like a heel. And it always did work really well for him when he was like, you know, Kenny, the Mm -hmm. cleaner, but like 
him as a face, I don't like it. Like, there's something about his mannerisms mixed with, like, the tone of his voice. And then, like, the things that he said can be anything, and it just sounds douchey when he says it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if you've gotten that from him or not, but it's just kind of like, he always sounds like he's talking down to you. Hmm. I don't know. I will, uh, I don't know. That's, it's not something I've felt, but now with that kind of filter put onto it, uh, I wonder if it's going to be one of those, uh, you can't not see it or in this case, hear it things. Right. Well, it's, it's, and that's how I am too. Like I, I didn't realize it and I had forgotten actually like Cornette was talking about Omega and like how he sounds like he's talking down to you and like how he's, how is this guy a good guy when he talks the way that he does? And I mm-hmm. kind of put that out of my mind. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, but then like last night when he came out and he was talking about um, like, everything like the charities and all this stuff i'm like this guy shouldn't be the one doing this he sounds like he should be i don't know there was just something about it and then i like thought back and i'm like this is what Cornette was talking about mm-hmm. but like i hadn't even like i i guess it was like subconsciously in there but i wasn't actively thinking about oh uh cornet said this so i need to pay extra attention to it you know what I mean? Right. It was just kind of one of those things that like popped back into my mind. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe go watch some Kenny Omega uh, interviews and see what you think. I don't know if I'm going to because I don't want to not like the guy. <laughs> I don't dislike the guy, though. I just wish he had like a heel persona again. Mm-hmm. Like I liked Kenny the Cleaner. I think I liked Kenny the Cleaner better than like this new like good guy Kenny you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah but I think it's just because I like bad guys better too that's fair I don't know I don't know there's gonna be a point where you see Kenny Omega talk again and you're not gonna have a choice but to like either this will come back or it won't and I'll either be right or wrong so Mm-hmm. Or I don't even know if it's right or wrong, but you'll notice it or you won't. So, mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, this. Um, I mean, it was a good show, but they gotta they gotta clean it up. Just bring it in a little bit if they're gonna mm-hmm. be like a real promotion. Yeah. And I think, uh, especially like the post-match stuff was like, it all of this was like painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I kind of wonder if um, once they do start getting on TV, will will the like the nature of like having to get together and like run kind of a tight, seamless show every week, kind of like bring everybody up a level? Um, or even, you know, once you bring a network into things, are they going to, I'm not going to say TNT is going to send their people out to like make this show, but I think being involved with a TV network is like, it's going to do nothing but help them. Uh, because right now, I mean, it's, it's great that it's kind of like a wrestling promotion that's run by wrestlers. A lot of their VPs are wrestlers or, you know, 
Um, and Tony Khan is a guy who's done like a lot of things. Um, I don't know that they have like a TV production guy. <laughs> right. And if they do, uh, I don't know what this individual's credentials are. Uh, because I think each show has kind of had like some, some issues to say the least. Um, but I think, I think eventually they'll, they'll get there. Um, I don't think that's going to come until the, like the TV era. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So hopefully they're given the opportunity to make those improvements, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else about AEW? I know we're kind of creeping up on that hour mark already. <laughs> um, um, no, it's, I mean, it's, it, I like that they, uh, I kind of wish that they had stretched out these summer shows a little bit more because now like we're going to have another one of those lulls where there isn't anything. And it's like, this is kind of a this is kind of a promotion that needed to be like riding stuff until their their TV show, um, and there's going to be a big big gap. Like all of this this goodwill that they've built up over the summer, um, I'm not going to say it's all going to be gone, but you know, all out's like a month away now. Yeah, and that's it's it's fine for some uh, company like the WWE to have. Uh, like a month or so, maybe even more in between a show like Extreme Rules and SummerSlam. But it's like they also have five hours of television every week. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I wonder if I, I almost wonder if um, I don't know that another like show will pop up, but I wonder if they will uh, have like segments or like they'll loan out some guys to other smaller promotions that may be running shows to kind of keep you, uh, keep them on like the, the front of your mind. I think they probably will. Yeah. All right. So the G one, we have nights two, three and four to cover. Yep. Um, I guess we'll just start with our our introduction to the B block. Mm-hmm. How how how'd you feel about it? How'd you like it? I will say this: uh, I found it surprising myself. I know, but I think my single favorite day of the entire tournament thus far was day two with this very B block. I think every single match like brought something. Um, you had, uh, juice and Tagaki who kind of works like a, a little bit more of a, like quicker pace style match. Moxley and Tai Chi was like kind of this like ugly brawl. Um, uh, Yano and Naito was like a, a fun, like comedy match. Uh, Cobb and Ishii was just this stiff kind of like hossy kind of clash and then goto and white um just had this like like wrestling match this just like kind of top of the card wrestling match and it was just like this like singled out was just like this is this is what the g1 climax should be is it's just every match is different 
everybody is bringing something to the table uh every match is like fun and engaging and when i was going into this weekend being like i'm gonna watch i haven't calculated how many of it because i feel like that'll make me feel a certain way about myself but knowing i was going to be watching so many hours of wrestling over the course of a couple days um i just kind of figured there would be stuff i was skipping and yeah i skipped the prelim stuff but uh i felt like this card was it just like blew by and once um once they had uh i think goto closed out the show um and it was over i was like oh man because this was also day two that was the 13th when was that uh it was uh what was that saturday. that was saturday morning right yeah um so this was also like once I watched it, I'd, I watched it once I woke up on Saturday morning. So it was like, OK, well, uh, now there's nothing else to watch for a, a weekend where I knew there was going to be so much to watch. It was kind of like, where's the wrestling? And then it came and I was like, OK, that's enough wrestling. Too much but, wrestling. Too um, much wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This was this was my favorite day. Um, I I I. Loved this this uh, this setup. Uh, I don't know if you felt differently. I think a lot of it could be like we talked about it a little bit between the A block and the B block. Um, we definitely feel like A block has more star power to it and more like it's got more names that you can like point to and look at and be like, oh, that match has got like it's got something. But I think when when like push came to shove and it came time to carry out the matches, I found myself just completely immersed in um day two here yeah so i actually did watch the prelims but i was for this i was on the way to the beach so i had like three hours to do nothing but like watch wrestling ah nice. and i uh i kind of did like skip through some of it but like um i think i texted you as it was happening um mm-hmm. like when i was watching chase owens and Fale. Mm-hmm. And Chase Owens has been a guy that I've really liked watching, like during this tournament, because mm-hmm. I actually get to see him, even if it is just in like tag matches. And it, yeah. it might just be his contrast with, um, with like Fale being such a like low energy worker. And I don't like saying that because I don't want to take anything away from Fale, but like. Chase Owens definitely has to like make up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's kind of like stuck out to me. Um, and I'll never miss an opportunity to watch uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Especially when they're uh, wrestling against Okada and uh, Yoshihashi. Mm-hmm. So get those, well, especially like three of those four in the ring at the same time and it's a lot of fun but i've actually been enjoying like the prelims like quite a bit especially the stuff from uh suzuki gun mm-hmm. um the main card like the moxley thing i think i don't like tai chi because i watched two of his matches this weekend and i just yeah it's kind of hokey um well, like why does he have to I be like lip syncing on the way to the ring. Yeah. Well, but it's, he doesn't move his lips. 
now. So and it, we can see that like he's just holding a non-powered microphone. I'm not right. convinced that it's not just a prop microphone. I don't even know that it's a it's a real microphone, but yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I, I'm I'm sure that's just like a a culture thing because it was like a, I don't know. It's like a <laughs> is anybody going to talk about how he's because even the like English announcers are like oh and there's Tai Chi singing his way to the ring. I'm like no, he's not. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and maybe I'm just like not in on the joke, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think he's 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 fine, but it's it's you know it's yeah. Like, at least he's not beating Moxley. Right, I'm not a fan. I I I don't know. I didn't. There's like enough guys. Against... There's enough guys to like not just in like the the g1 climax but like the just the entire promotion that you're you're not a bad wrestling fan if you don't like every single wrestler right in new japan like it's it's fine like there are like and he's he's not somebody who's you know he's he's not like a a top guy so it's i think you are allowed to feel (laughs) however you want to feel about him i don't think you are i don't think there's this uh like tai chi community out there that's like what do you mean you don't get it oh i bet there is i mean yeah there is and that they're like there is but like i don't think if you if you were to get on like squared circle and be like right. huh tai chi kind of sucks i don't think you would be like crucified i think it's, I think it's uh <laughs> cool though that well not necessarily cool but it's it's a, it's interesting that he's the only um one it seems in the entire promotion to have like a female manager as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. I mean, I think like in ring, his he's like fine. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd, he'd probably be a guy where he'd be a great like if he was like a big fish in a small pond. He'd be like, wow, Tai Chi can really go. Whereas here, he's just kind of like as capable as the next guy. Right. And so that's not to say he can't wrestle. It's just like no, he's just like as good as everyone else it's more of like a just that the promotion is just really good um i thought that the presentation if it like wasn't for the we're spending so much time on tai chi but i think that's fine Um, (laughs) if it wasn't for the like the weird lip syncing because i was kind of in yeah because he's got like his like entrance has this big like kind of build to it Mm -hmm. it's like operatic he comes out and he's got like this uh this like lavish mask and this like caped robe and it's like it's very like oh okay like it's it's eye-catching you know he's got the manager um but then like uh just as you are having those thoughts he starts doing the lip-syncing thing and it's like ah (laughs) somebody (laughs) how has somebody not i think that's what bugs me the most is not that he had this idea or like is trying to do something like i said i always appreciate effort i will never not appreciate effort um, but I think what bugs me the most is that he's done this and has, it, it didn't just get to the point where he suggested it, but it's like actively like part of his like performance. Like not only did it like get through whatever meetings he had with like creative or the production team, but like it's happening and it happens every time he wrestles and nobody has like stopped him nobody's like hey this kind of looks stupid (laughs) you know yeah yeah 
uh, I don't know. That's probably enough about Tai Chi, though. Uh, there you go. Toru Yano is a guy who I enjoyed watching. Yeah, I was, I was. So that was honestly, that was kind of something I was like worried about. I'm like, me and Matt are gonna, we, we are not gonna agree. We're not gonna see eye to eye on Toru Yano. So I'm relieved to hear that you enjoyed him. Yeah, I, I thought it was like the whole shirt thing where he like wouldn't take his shirt off and yeah, yeah, like, where he I immediately mean, he... runs to the corner <laughs> and starts trying to take the turnbuckle <laughs> off. I thought that was yeah. kind of funny, and the fact that he like kept getting like garbage wins over like these big names, mm-hmm. well Naito, but you know, yeah. Um, and I really actually did enjoy uh, Ishii and Goto. Mm-hmm. Not against each other, but like the individually. Uh, yeah, there were two guys that I wasn't as familiar with. Like I knew who they were. I've seen mm-hmm. him wrestle. Um, I think Goto's been having like a good a good showing, and then mm-hmm. Ishii. Yeah, Ishii so I he. Uh, I like that the 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 story they have with Goto is he's a guy who's like he's been like you know he's they mentioned he's. Uh, He's won this thing. He's won the New Japan Cup. He's headlined uh, Wrestle Kingdoms, but it's like he's just kind of got this like can't get over the hump thing. Um, and so, uh, unbeknownst to me, he's actually relocated to the uh, the New Japan LA Dojo, and he's working with Shibata now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's got this like they're doing this like renewed focus and. Uh, thing with him which i appreciate and he had um what i thought was a heck of a match with jay white to close out that show yeah yeah no it was it was really good i really like i said i really did enjoy it Mm -hmm. my favorite match of the day was was easily uh ishii and Cobb. though i was so blown away with uh like Cobb is just he's a jeff Cobb is like he's a guy that like i watched and it's like how is this guy not a bigger deal? <laughs> He's such a big dude that moves so like fluidly. How has he not won a match? That's kind of my right. Yeah. Oh well. So yeah, day two, big thumbs up from me. Um, and then day three, I lost somewhere. Do you have those? Matches I do. Um, so you, this was your uh, uh, running over the entire card. Uh, Osprey Sonata, Okada, Saber Junior, Ibushi, Evil, Archer, Fale, Tanahashi, Kenta. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's only bringing me up. That's fine. I can't remember what like the prelims were, but it's fine. Ah. Um. Yeah, it's only bringing me up like uh, 28 for whatever reason. Weird. That's fine. I've got a card in front of me. There you go. Um, so, yeah. I don't know that I felt much of a... I think part of the problem um, I'm having with the A block definitely has the like the marquee matchups. But I think that is almost working to a detriment um because like uh it's there's a lot of just like 
star versus star and they have a good match and that's great for us but i think for the card itself it's like especially with the like back to back to back nature of these things it's like okay now these two guys have a good match and immediately after these two guys come out and have a good match where what i liked about the b block and especially with day two is it there was like different variety like variety yeah it felt like a like a wrestling variety show and i didn't feel like uh like there was like you know like um osprey and sonata was a little bit more high flying than the rest of the card and then obviously uh lance archer and bad luck Fale had the most distinctive match mm-hmm. uh, that's not to say like the best match or anything but it it was the one that like seemed the most like separated from the rest um so I mean, for me, uh, for for day three, it was a uh, this is like a great thing when this is like uh, I don't want to say lackluster because it's like there hasn't been a moment of watching the G one that I'm like oh, I wish I wasn't watching this, um, but um, now for me the like the the big takeaway from day three was Okada and Zack Saber Jr. and especially Zack Saber Jr.'s post-match antics mm-hmm. um where he kind of like threw a tantrum and i don't know if you saw the press conference bit but he like he, like knocked over the backdrop and he like accidentally bonked his head on the wall and he like slapped it and he said ah bastard wall <laughs> um <laughs> i don't know uh i i liked it um that was that was my big takeaway from the day um I don't know. Did you have a? I feel bad because we like <laughs> we talked so much about day two, and then I get to day three, and I'm like, uh, yeah, this this match was fun. So I I really liked. So I'm really liking these prelims, just because they're helping like kind of build to the, um, to the actual matches, you know, because mm-hmm. we don't have just like regular TV in between like all of these like super events, I guess. All um, right. Yeah. But like um, the Jeff Cobb with the young bo- or the young lion, and then Moxley with his young lion, which <laughs> is a fantastic thing all in and of itself. <laughs> that he like carries. Yeah, so that's the, the one thing. That's the one thing I do feel like I'm missing out of from these prelims is the adventures of uh, Moxley and his young lion. Uh, Shoda. Shoda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, Shoda. Yeah. It, it's fantastic. He carries the belt around for him. He mm-hmm. like takes all of the beatings in the match, and then Moxley like carries him out. <laughs> it's it's really it's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much. Uh, I don't know. I I'm enjoying it. Uh, we had. Um, more uh toru yanu antics against like the bullet club because mm-hmm. it was ishi yano and hashi ah. uh, she hashi versus mm-hmm. jay white uh yujiro takahashi and chase owens and of course there was a low blow schoolboy roll-up yeah <laughs> Um, and then Minoru Suzuki, who it's like tragic, is not as in this tournament. Yeah, 
is just like wreaking havoc on everything and it's fantastic so although he's got stupid tai chi with him ruining everything (laughs) using the using the metal glove Oh, good God. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. Well, I guess we didn't talk about it because it hasn't happened yet in our breakdown. (laughs) Well, it has. It happened in the uh, prelims first. Right. Yeah, no, they were talking about that during the match. They're like, oh, and there's the iron fingers from the, uh, from the, they introduced at the prelims the other night. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything so that, about him is so hokey, and I'm like, I'm, I'm guessing that's maybe what the like the the appeal is, but <laughs> we can't. Nope, we're not going down another Tai Chi rabbit hole here. <laughs> this is <laughs> oh, it's it's coming. Um, Will Osprey and Sonata was fantastic too. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe I just like Osprey. I don't know. What's not uh, to like? Yeah. I mean, it, it was a good night. Like you said, it was just kind of nonstop. Whereas, um, like, there was there was no variety. It was all very serious, like, good wrestling. Mm-hmm. With the exception Which, of, like, the prelims. Yeah. And that's why you have to watch the prelims. Sounds like it. <laughs> it's only, like, an extra hour. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I thought it was fantastic. Um all right, the the next leg of this um, marathon, we've got night four. Is that right? Are we on night four? Mm-hmm. We are on night four. All right. Our last uh, day that has happened. So you didn't watch any of the prelims again, I'm guessing? No, I did not watch any of the prelims, unfortunately. This was the night of my favorite prelim match. Um, the floor is yours. Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., Lance Archer, and uh, Kanemaru mm-hmm. versus uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kenta, Clark Connors, and Carl Fredericks, which I think... Clark Connors and Carl Fredericks were the two of the young lions we watched in Charlotte. Yeah, I was just about to say, I think they were the young lions who got their own match, yeah. Um, this match was just Suzuki Gun wreaking havoc on everything, and it was fantastic. <laughs> the combination of Suzuki, Sabre, and Archer is my favorite thing. Like, it's just, it, it was literally, like, all of them, like, dragging them through the crowds, hitting them with chairs, like, covering people in, um, they had Tanahashi, like, covered in railings, like, throwing chairs at him. Like, mm-hmm. this was complete chaos, and it was hilarious, just because, and then, you know, Zack Sabre Jr., like, jawing at the crowd the entire yeah. time, which was just a lot of fun yeah um but yeah that was fun um and then you had like okada and ha- and yoshihashi against chase owens and fale which was you know fine it wasn't chaos mm-hmm. but 
um, the Kenta and Archer thing's going to be good because there was some buildup here. Um, but um, another really standout was uh, Kota Ibushi and uh, Jushin Thunder Liger. That was a uh, that was a good one. But I think that was against two. Yeah, it was against Mox's young lion, and uh, I can't pronounce that because there's too many consonants and not enough vowels. Um, <laughs> but. The actual matches we can get to. Um, this was another like pretty good night. Although I don't know that closing out with Toro Yanu is ever a good is ever like a good idea. Uh, they um, we're talking about day four, right? Oh wait, do I have the wrong? They- Night four. They closed with uh, Tai Chi and Naito. Yeah, that's right. I I was looking at it upside down. My bad. Which is still appropriate. Yeah, it's still like Tai Chi. Swap out the names, and that's uh, an apt statement still. (laughs) And Naito has just been underwhelming as well, I will say. I think it's because, like, he's... I I think he has been fine, like, in-ring... Um, and if that's not what you meant, then uh, go ahead and elaborate. But I think it's more just like he's 0-2. Right. Um, and then he's he's also like in his defense, like while I did like thoroughly enjoy the antics with Yano uh, uh, on day two, um, this was I, I thought that his match with Tai Chi was good. It's more just like there's the kind of the, the the confusion with what exactly is going on with Tai Chi there. Um, and then just like another kind of surprising loss. But I thought the match itself was was pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think it, it helps that um, I feel like this may become a, a polarizing thing as more people start to watch more New Japan. But I... Um, Um, I've got an ad playing in my ears right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, Kevin Kelly. The uh, sorry, I just suffered a that's a poor taste. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> um, uh, Kevin Kelly. He uh, like he. I think his him and uh. Rocky Romero, who I didn't know was on the like commentary team. Um, I'm actually really enjoying Rocky uh, on the microphone. Something that uh, we've talked about four days now of this thing. Um, and uh, this is like, you know, I think maybe harder than it is on the wrestlers. Like these guys are these guys don't get to like go away. <laughs> these guys are calling like full on like four-hour shows every single day um Mm -hmm. so you know kudos to them but um the -the over-the-top calling of um the destino is i don't know if it's something that's gonna like wear on me but i'm like super into it right now 
Yeah, I, I. I don't know if you were watching with the sound down, but yeah. <laughs> so basically, whenever Naito would uh, go for the Destino, his his finishing move, uh, Kevin Kelly would just like shout shout it. Yeah, the, I, uh, I didn't I didn't have my earbuds, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to like be bothering everybody else in the car, right. so I kind of had the sound off. Gotcha. Yeah. So. No, that's fun. He does that, and when uh, Ishii does the brain buster, ours, it's probably his two best calls. It's kind of this like elongated uh, calling of the move. Um, Is it so very yeah. Mauro Ranallo? No, because it's not like pop culture references and like catchphrasey, but it's, I don't know. You look gotcha. it up. <laughs> I'm certainly not going to do an impression. <laughs> um, I did like the uh, the Moxley Cobb match tonight. Uh, there's just like Jay White. I'm just still not into. But like the I like I like Ishi. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. Um, well, that's the thing is I think I think Jay White's like yeah like you're not into him, but I think his so far he's been with like he's been with like good partners and so like i've it's weird to say for a guy who like worked for like uh like a a year straight his singles matches were okada tanahashi omega um and to say like ah he just hasn't been put with the right partner yet but (laughs) Um, I've liked both of these matches. I don't know how much had to do with him. I mean, I guess it helps that he's losing, <laughs> but I don't know. I do think it, it is. He does have this quality about him where it's like, I am thoroughly enjoying watching him lose and come up short. And I think that's a commendable to get me to feel that way about him. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought this was I, I didn't have the same uh I enjoyed this 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 uh this day two. It, well, I, for me I still preferred day two to this one, but um like the you still had a fun Yano match. Um uh Robinson and Goto was 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 fine as well. Um Cobb and Mox was I think my favorite match of the card. It probably could have closed. I think so, yeah. It was just, yeah. Just, it's unfair the stuff that Jeff Cobb can do. <laughs> right. Um, I think somebody actually, and, I think the commentator actually said that because that was a match that I actually watched uh, on TV at home. Okay, there you go, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Kevin Kelly did say that, yeah. Or it was Rocky. One of them said it, you're right. <laughs> and it was it was right after the like standing moonsault. Yeah. He like hit a move. I think it was like a power slam or something, and then immediately followed it up with a a standing moonsault. And it's just like that's just not fair. <laughs> but now nah, this was like top to bottom. It's just another fun fun day. I really like the like the mix of of guys they have here. I like that A block kind of has the um, the star power, and then B block has. Just like the fun pieces that are, you know, it's interesting how they like interact and um, 
like mesh together all the different styles. Yeah. So anything you're uh, particularly looking forward to in the next, what do we have? Four days? Yeah. So we've got uh, day five, six, seven, eight. Um, let's see. I'll pick a couple per show. Um, I think uh, Tanahashi and Zack Sabre Jr., Abushi Osprey are going to be the uh, the ones to watch from uh, from day five. I think uh, everything on day five except Okada and Fale are going to be. I think that's going to be a real tiring day. Yeah. <laughs> I could see so because I'm even I'm now I'm even starting to get into Kenta a little bit because mm-hmm. it's like there while his matches haven't been like classics him personally he's like they've done a really good job as like getting him uh, established as like a killer just like a he's like a no nonsense like just a guy you do not want to find yourself uh, in the ring with um, and he definitely hit a nice. Uh, nice and clean GTS in his second match. Yeah, if you watched his prelims too, like his his matches, like the building like tension between him and like the other competitors has been good mm-hmm. too. Like, and it's like had. it's it's very rare when you have like a completely unaffiliated guy in New Japan because they're so like stable heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think the the other big guy that who, who isn't affiliated is Tanahashi, but he's like Tanahashi. So like even he has his like supporters and then his like rivals. Uh, so it's kind of cool that there's like this kind of like, uh, I almost said lone wolf, but I didn't want to conjure up comparisons of Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> um, you kind of have this like, like outsider, unaffiliated guy and i think i think um i think kenta is going to have caught on here uh sooner rather than later yeah but yeah uh for day six um i'm sure this is going to be another one that i'm like uh i think um juice and Cobb. assuming this is the match order that the bookends of the day uh, look very appealing to me. Uh, Juice and Cobb, I think, is going to be another one of those fun matches and closing it with Ishii and Moxley, um, which is, I think they said it best last night. Um, or I, last night, because I was watching day four last night, but uh, while it was happening, they were talking about kind of the next matches for people, and they got onto the topic of uh, the next next day for B block had Ishii and Moxley. And they said, uh, that's one that you're going to want to like put the kids to bed early for. They said like, hide the, hide the women and children. That match is going to be like, yeah, it's just going to be like a knockdown drag out brawl. So those are the two from day six. I think that are, uh, I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah. I'm man. Day one but, or day day five. I don't know. I didn't mention Ibushi and Osprey. That's the right one to close with, and I'm probably going to need a nap like immediately yeah. after watching it. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, day six, I'm actually really looking forward to Toro Yanu and Jay White. I was just about to say, now that I'm like looking at that one, I'm like, so two things are going to happen. Either like Yanu's going to make a complete fool out of Jay White, or this is the match where Yanu just kind of gets like destroyed in like a couple minutes. <laughs> Didn't he get his comeuppance kind of against uh, Takagi? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I believe he's he won still, but right, he definitely definitely got more of a comeuppance than he did against Naito. He kind of uh, pulled one over on old Tetsuya. This this is a good contrast though with Jay White. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the guy who like uh, this is like the perfect matchup of guys because like. Toriano is a guy who does not take himself seriously at all. And then Jay White for like whether it's uh, like purposefully part of his character or not. Like he's a guy who like takes himself the most serious. So like to put them in a match together, that's going to be a lot of fun. You're right. The only. The only other one that might be like funnier than Jay White would be like um Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. Or Bad Luck Fale. That'd be funny. <laughs> I'm sure um, it's happened. Yeah. Um then closing each, out the week day seven. Yeah, well I was gonna say like Moxley and Ishii, I'm really looking forward oh. to. Um Yeah. And uh yeah, those are probably the uh, ones that I'm most looking forward yeah. to. But day seven, yeah. Uh, go ahead with day seven. Day seven. For me, um, I think I'm looking at either uh, Ibushi Sonata or um, Okada and Osprey. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I think everything is going to bring... I'm like... As far as expectations and what I think I'm going to come away like enjoying, that's what I'll say. Um, but there is like you talked about the intrigue between a, like a Yano and a Jay White match. This is kind of a like it's intrigue, but it's like from a different perspective. Um, I can't help but be intrigued by Zack Saber Jr. and Bad Luck Fale, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because it's like the thought of like. How's yeah, he gonna the, get the like whole grappling, grappling style versus like the biggest guy in the promotion? Um, I think there's uh, the possibility for some really fun spots there. Yeah, um, it's gonna be better than watching Tanahashi just get like taken apart by Archer. Yeah, that's the first Archer match since watching the first one that I'm not looking forward to as much. Abushi mm-hmm. Sonata is gonna be good. Kenta and Evil's probably going to be good, but yeah, Okada and Osprey is the obvious. Like, this is the one you watch. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Probably more than anything else on this on this one, and then just trying to see how Saber gets Fale into holds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I think they have the, uh, they've got you know. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. is kind of the the right guy to have 
Um, cause he like, it doesn't matter how, if he is, if there are people that he's bigger than, it doesn't matter. And you know, if there's people that are bigger than him, it doesn't matter. His style is like non-contingent on size. And I like that. The question is like how flexible is <laughs> Fale? Right. Like, is yeah. he going to be able to physically be able to, to do those moves? Hopefully he's been doing his yoga this week. Yeah. All right. Day eight. Day eight. Let's see here. Is that one? Oh, yes. That one is going to have happened by the next time we talk. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Zoom back in on that one. Day eight. That is a fun card. Um, hmm. I think that's going to be one that, like, it's lacking uh, kind of a, uh, I think its biggest marquee match is likely the one that's going to close it, and that's Ishii and Naito. Um, that's, that's kind of the one that I'll spotlight here, but I think it's one that, like, once it happens, it's going to be like, oh, that was another, like, top to bottom, like, great day. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think Robinson and Yano is going to be funny. Yeah. Although Robinson hasn't been, like, comedic in this tournament mm-hmm. thus far. Um, but Cobb and White is probably going to be pretty... Like it's that, that could be and that's gonna be an interesting match, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really know. I don't know. It might be alright. It's it's gonna <laughs> there's gonna be a sleeper. Something's gonna come out of that and blow me away. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is yet, but something's gonna happen. If I were a betting man, I'd say Ishinaito is gonna be pretty good. Uh worth your time, yeah. So the standings currently in the A block. So glad we, you have that pulled up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have um, Lance Archer, Kenta, and Okada with four points each. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fale, Sonata, and Evil with two points each. And Osprey with two points. And Ibushi, Zack Sabre Jr., and Hiroshi Tanahashi, each with surprisingly zero points. Mm. B block, we've got Ishii, Moxley, Robinson, or, and Robinson with four points. We've got Goto, Yano, Taichi, and Takagi with two points. And we've got Cobb, Naito, and Jay White with zero points. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. Quite. Um, so we'll see a lot of surprising. Uh, the guys that don't have any points are uh, the ones that I'm finding the most surprising. Yeah. All right. Anything you'd like to say about extreme rules before we before we shut this thing down? Not really. Uh, 
I mean, I heard it was like as far as a WWE show goes, like actually not half bad. Just I don't know. Given the weekend that was, it would have been a show that would have like behooved itself much better to take place like this weekend. But I don't know. Given all the other options, I just didn't have time. I started it and didn't finish it. Um, the Cesaro Alistair Black match was was pretty good. I liked the SmackDown tag, but um, I guess my the most indicative review I can give is that I fell asleep watching it and did not go back to finish it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even bother trying to watch it, but eh, it's whatever. Uh huh. A lot of title changes, but I don't. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess that's WWE, though. Yeah. So who's your well, favorite? I wrestler? think uh, Alvarez, Brian Alvarez, um, who's you know, he's kind of a weenie, but if you don't like Meltzer, then you probably really don't like Brian Alvarez. Um, he uh, did bring up the point that. WWE is in the exact same place it was two and a half years ago. Uh, Brock's your champion. Uh, Miz and Ziggler are feuding. Owens and Shane are feuding. <laughs> um, the New Day's tag team champions. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's about par for the course. Yeah. So, uh, who's your favorite wrestler this week? Um, well, he is uh, 0-2 in the G1 Climax Tournament, but number one in my heart, that uh, is uh, Mr. Athletic, Jeff Cobb. I'm going with just Suzuki Gun as a whole. Yeah, just the whole stable. Um you know, which I do uh, believe in does include your guy Tai Chi. So you heard it here first. Tai Chi is your favorite wrestler of the week. Co-favorite with, with wrestler a, of the week. With a close second <laughs> of you know Brock Lesnar being the obvious. <laughs> yeah, the new champ. Uh, anything? The new else? champion of the entire universe. Yeah, he can he can have it. Yeah. Uh, anything else before we sign off? If you know, like extend I think this any a... further, <laughs> we could hit two hours. We only got well, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that you mention it, I've got nothing. All right, and on that note, yeah. that time buckles like a waking call. You abide by the rules, but you don't have a ball. You know I want it all, and I don't care if I gotta bring you through the wall. You run, but just to see you fall. This might be standing to you, but this is what I dream. It's cause I want it more. You went and pulled the steel ladder, rapidly climbing to the top, and then you hesitated. If you ain't reaching for the belt, the hell you want it for? I got more attitude than rock back in '97. Second prayers, leave you buried like I've been the reverend. We've been convinced seconds, the final call is in. I give it all the way, no matter who's been following. What it costs to say you've been the great That three count is the passing Now you sealed your fate A lot of people claim they want it Most will come and go But I'm committed for forever Welcome to the show Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.